0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Waste of Space. Waste of Space specializes in trash and garbage removal devoted to helping keep planet Earth trash free. Waste of Space takes your non-recyclable, unrenewable, disgusting garbage and loads it into one of their specially designed, energy-efficient rocket-propelled capsules, or RPC for short. They launch your waste right into space and off of our beautiful planet Earth. All Waste of Space rockets are aimed at the sun to ensure your trash never returns to Earth, ever. Each rocket is constructed of recycled materials to ensure that not one thing on Earth ever gets wasted. They'll send you your very own waste capsule for $5.99 a month, but if you use the promo code FUNKYSOUL, all caps, you'll get your first three months for free. Three months, completely free, it's cheap as shit. Register at wasteofspace.com or walk to your nearest Waste of Space station location, that's a tongue twister, in your town or neighborhood or wherever you live to get started. Waste of Space. Never waste space again. Welcome to the Funky Soul Podcast, everybody. I hope you've had a great week. I know I have. Last Monday I went to Davis Little's collaborative jam session at Workplay Theater here in Birmingham. Aptly named the Expansion Project. Got the chance to play with Davis Little, Justin Oliver, the mandolin player from Winston Ramble. And. If I remember correctly, Zach Drew was on bass. Uh, but yeah, I had a great time. Uh, recorded a couple of the jams, uh, and I'm gonna play that on the show today. Thought that might be cool. Whew! I'm uh, I'm probably too high to do this podcast right now. I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, uh, let's continue, shall we? I also played a gig at. Lone Goose Saloon this past Friday night in Huntsville, Alabama with my dear friend Marcus O'Neill, a uh, bass player from Festival Expressions. If you don't know Marcus, we had a uh, really good time, actually. It was just a couple of laid-back sets and played some old Festival Expressions songs, some other uh, originals and covers of mine and whatnot, uh, and it, it was a good time. Uh, a lot of people came out. It was great seeing everyone, great hanging out with the Huntsville crowd again, you know, uh it was really nice to be back up on stage singing and performing and just hanging out with people. It was a good time. I, I really enjoyed it and I look forward to the the next couple of shows. Um Marcus and I have been in talks with uh various musicians and each other and uh we're we're definitely working on some stuff right now. We got a lot of other original ideas. New things that we want to do, but we don't want to rush it. You know, when when Festival Expressions first got together, we had a lot of time. Uh, you know, just the first couple of months, just getting to know each other and playing. And I think we need to do that all over again. So we're we are currently at work. Um, I have several new songs that that he is listening to at the moment and working on, and he's got ideas that I'm going to be doing the same. So I'm excited about all that. Uh, I don't know who all exactly we're going to be working with, but we're definitely putting some new stuff out there in the near future, and I'm excited about it. Uh, Speaking of which, upcoming show dates, I don't really have any, uh, unfortunately, this week. Um, This last week was great at Lone Goose, but... uh, Last week I mentioned I might have a show coming up at Moe's Barbecue here in Birmingham and Lakeview. Unfortunately, that did not work out. It just scheduling, you know, it just didn't work out. So maybe next time on that one. And uh, in addition, I, uh, I spoke with the head honchos of Kukuroko. Um The fall festival lineup is apparently booked solid. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a slot there, but to be honest, I kind of expected that. I really, uh, I waited two last minute to, to get up on the ball about that. Um, the guys who run it are great. The act, this lineup this year is going to be fantastic. Winston Ramble's going to be there. Colonel Bruce Hampton's going to be there with the, the Madrid Express. And, uh, I saw Mama's Love is coming back. I'm really excited about them. I used to I used to get down on some Mama's Love, but I haven't heard them in a while. I'm excited to see them in person. Um, yeah, Kukarako. I, I I can't wait for it. I most likely will not be performing there, but I'm definitely gonna be there. I'll be doing the podcast. I wanna do some type of uh like a three-part Kukarako Fall Fest special edition uh You know, try to record some campfire jams, maybe get some clips from whoever's okay with it, obviously, from people's sets from the festival. Not the entire thing, but, you know, maybe one song from each band or something like that spread out over the course of three episodes. And uh, I'd like to talk to people about which groups they're looking forward to seeing at the festival. And, you know, it, it, it might be a good way to... To turn some people onto new music that they haven't heard before and uh, get introduced to some artists that, you know, they're all, everybody involved in this festival is such cool, good people. I just, it's my favorite festival of all the, I've been to hang out in Wakarusa and uh, everything in between from small ones to big ones. And I can definitely say that Kukarako at Horsebins 40, the spring and the fall festival, is hands down my favorite thing to go to, uh, music or not. I love camping. I love being with those types of people, and uh, it's just a really good hang. It's a good time with great people. So I will see you there. Get your tickets. Uh, look look up Kukarako on you know Facebook or anything like that. Um, uh, they I, b- before I forget, uh, one of the guys I was talking to about the festival did mention that I should be able to get a slot for the Spring Festival. So I'm really looking forward to that by then. I'm sure me and Marcus will have our new uh, project or band or whatever it's going to be put together. So maybe, perhaps, uh, Spring 2017, Kukaraka will be the debut of a brand new musical experience of some kind, let's say. Moving on... uh Last show date I wanted to mention, November 18th, C4 Productions presents Area 54. C4 stands for uh, Cosmic Celebrations of the Collective Consciousness. The next event's called Area 54. It's Aliens Meets 70s Disco, plus a Festival Expressions reunion of sorts. You can't, you can't see, but I'm, I'm doing finger air quotes while I'm saying Reunion. Because not only will Mike Sinopole apparently not be able to be there, he's going to be touring with CBDB those days, but now I just found out that Kevin McClure, our piano player, is most likely not going to be available that day either. He was already committed to something else same day and uh, can't get out of it. So we're going to make do. I I. I I hesitate to even say make do. I shouldn't have said that because the word on the screet is that the lineup is going to be myself, Marcus O'Neill on bass, Josh Wiseman on drums, Will Cash on guitar, and Stephen McCullough from the Stephen McCullough Trio on piano and keys. And I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, That's a brand new... A range, or a configuration of of musicians that I have not heard before. We've played with Will Cash but not Stephen McCullough, so I'm excited about that. I'm really excited. I hate that Kevin and Mike can't be there, but you know, moving on and doing something different it's uh it's exciting to have some new faces on stage. So that's going to be a really good night. Uh, in addition to Festival Expressions, there, or if we even call it that, I mean, shit, if it's only three out of the five of us, we probably should come up with some sort of new name. Anyway, in addition to that, um, there's actually going to be three DJs, including DJ Lee Jeffrey, Biolux, and Don Mega. From, uh, the whole event's from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. It's at Workplay Theater. I I thought I had heard originally it was going to be at Old Car Heaven, uh, but Stuart Dunbar, one of the guys putting it on, let me know that it's uh, apparently it's going to be at Workplay Theater. Uh, that's my phone going off. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Workplay Theater, November 18th, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. Festival Expressions, DJ, uh, Lee Jeffrey, Bio BioLux, and Don Mega, Aliens, 70s Disco. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I look forward to seeing you all there. Uh, go to their Facebook page, actually. C4 Productions, just like it's now. C, the number four, Productions. Letter C. <laughs> not the not one of the many words. But, uh, yeah, they have more information about the actual event itself, plus even, like, costume ideas for how to do Aliens 70s Disco. They They got some pictures and costumes picked out to kind of help you Get your head around what sort of an an event it's going to be. It is a little out there. It's going to be so much fun, though. Um, Also, they have pictures. uh, I don't know if they have videos, but I know they have some pictures up from the last events that they've done. Um, What Drew Lorman had mentioned on his podcast about the Alice in Wonderland-themed party at Workplay. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, All right, so that's it. On to today's episode. It is lucky number seven. I was born on July 7th. I'm a cancer, the crab. So for me, number seven is a lucky number. And since this is episode seven, I wanted to break away a little bit from all the festival expressions talk. And I wanted to try to hone in on whatever it is I want this thing to end up becoming, you know, I don't, I've never done a podcast before. I'm sorry if this thing isn't perfect right now. I mean, I'm, uh, hopefully every episode I'm improving and making it more interesting for you guys. Uh, but yeah, this will be the first episode that hopefully is different and a little bit more like what the future episodes are going to be like. Hopefully it won't be me talking so damn much in the first, however long it's been 10 minutes or whatever, but, uh, Anyway, uh, I'll I'll speed it up. Uh, yeah, so today I thought it'd be cool to focus on, just in the last week, I mean, I've gone to the Expansion Project, playing the show up at Lone Goose, um, I actually just watched UFC 202 last night, it was really exciting, unfortunately, Nate Diaz lost to Conor McGregor, but I think he won, so I'm just gonna believe that that's what happened, but... They might have a rematch. I don't know if you're into UFC. I'm, I used to be into it, and then I wasn't for a long time, and now I'm back into it. Uh, it's exciting. So, anyway, I had a good week, and I thought it'd be cool for this episode to just be about uh, some of the things that that I did in the last week, as far as like highlighting, you know, the, what I saw. Um, namely, the expansion project. Monday night, I went to it, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but one of the other things that happened to me this week is I was I was turned on I already knew a little bit more or I knew a little bit about this, but this last week I started listening to some new podcasts and looking up some new information because of that. And I've gotten really excited about VR. And I'm saying VR, virtual reality. I know what you're thinking, virtual reality is for video games and nerds, and you don't need me to tell you anything about virtual reality, but I I think you might be wrong if that's what you think, because I understand, but virtual reality, I mean, it's going to change everything. I know right now it's these big bulky headsets, but if you use your imagination, it's The virtual reality of today is like the internet of the late 70s and early 80s. It's like this little baby version of what it's really going to end up being. And I I, I just think over the next few years, it's going to evolve so quickly, Uh, just like the smartphone has. I mean, the smartphone's only been out since 2007, and it's already changed the world. Every single person, it seems like, has a smartphone, and they use it as a portal to access endless amounts of entertainment and communication. That's the main thing that it offers, entertainment and communication, all day long, whenever you want. And what VR is going to offer, rather than strictly entertainment or communication, it's a portal to infinite dimensions of infinite experiences that are only limited by the human imagination. I mean, there's... (laughs) There's already a plethora of virtual reality apps and video games available. And I mean, some of them are like swimming under the ocean with whales and stuff, or being in space, or boxing simulators, or archery simulators. I mean, the list goes on of what's already available. The It's it's very exciting. I don't know if you've tried any of them. I've The only one that I've tried is... What's called Google Cardboard. You can order it uh, from Amazon. There's a ton of different ones. They're really cheap. It's like 20 bucks. You put your smartphone in it, you download the right kind of apps, and you can get a, a virtual reality kind of taste. I mean, it's, to be honest, it's really shitty compared to the actual virtual reality headsets that are available. So far, there's the Oculus Rift, which I think is technically owned by Facebook. Uh, they they bought in as like a, a sponsor, uh, but Oculus Rift is out there. The HTC Vive, I said HTC, if you don't know, like the phone company, HTC, they partnered with the game company Valve, the people who make Half-Life and a lot of other games. Uh, they're responsible for the Steam platform. If you're a gamer, you know what Steam is but the HTC Vive right now is kind of the, the top dog as far as the technology aspect of it goes. But the PlayStation VR, Sony's virtual reality headset that they're coming out with, it's coming out this October, and I'm really excited about that because I already own a PlayStation, so I'll be able to get the PlayStation VR for a lot cheaper than buying a PC that can run a modern video game Plus, you know, the $600 for an Oculus Rift or $800 for the HTC Vive or however much they both cost, it's its a lot more expensive investment, although the HTC Vive especially seems to be worth it. I mean, you get two camera sensors that you mount in a room so that it can sense your entire body and where it is, and it comes with these two controllers that are motion sensitive, motion sensitive, <laughs> I can't talk because I'm so excited, Uh and they can be used as you know, like the boxing gloves that you're using in the game. Um, it might be the steering wheel in a racing game. I mean, they're, they're going to be able to come up with so many different peripherals and attachments and things to use. the The PlayStation version of it is going to use the uh, the Move controllers that they had out from the PlayStation Three. They're they're probably going to have some sort of updated version of it, I would think. But anyway. The reason why I'm talking about it on my podcast is because I can foresee virtual reality and music becoming one in the same experience. The same way that music videos became a standard addition to songs on TV, you know, because TV during that time in technology, TV was extremely popular. I mean, not that it's not now, but we have internet-based TV now, like Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and all these different other ways of accessing entertainment that not everybody relies on the the classical definition of what TV or television, you know, actually was. Um, so music videos became kind of standard because of, you know, you had the technology to make like this short story kind of miniature movie, that's a visual expression of what the music is trying to say. And I believe that in the future, music is going to include, because of virtual reality, all the music that comes out, it's going to include its own, its own dimension of time and space where the listener can exist in and play a more interactive role in the musical experience. I mean, imagine floating in space and being able to reach out and touch stars of, a, of any given constellation or anywhere that you want to be. And using the, the your interactions could maybe even control the various parts of a song. Like, you know, you could be flying through space, and when you touch one star in a constellation, the the violin parts come in in the background, and you're in charge of your experience. Uh If you've never looked it up, the artist Bjork a few years ago actually put out her new album was an iPad app. It wasn't even an album. And it's an interactive experience rather than something that you just listen to, you know, through a stereo set of speakers or whatever. I mean, technology's come a lot farther than just left and right. I mean, there's, not only is there surround sound music, but we can start to make virtual music where your experience doesn't have to just be looking at a screen while listening to the song it could be an immersive experience where you go to the world of that song and i it, it could change how how songs are created how they're written you know it changes the approach of it just like it would with movies you know you can't you can't film a 360 degree camera to make, like to make a movie you can't set up a 360 degree camera and still have the you know the directors and everyone sitting in chairs on the other side of it because you're going to be able to see them if it's virtual reality so they're going to have to change how they make movies at least for VR and how they how they make all of that stuff I mean they're already starting to there's companies all over the world that are working on VR right now and there's already a lot of experiences that are out that are amazing even considering that it's it's in such an infant stage of the technology and it's already this good i mean 10 years from now it's going to be insane the smartphones not even been out for 10 years and it's almost completely taken over and they've improved drastically from what they were 9 years ago the very first iphone was pretty terrible con- compared to what we have now i mean it was a great idea uh, and they weren't necessarily the first ones to think about it. They just got the best version of it, you know, but even still, imagine watching a Led Zeppelin concert on a at, at some amphitheater on the moon. I mean, it would be possible with VR. You could do any experience you want. it offers. Another idea I had would be a more utilitarian uh, purpose for VR. Uh, Like they do with NFL and NASCAR packages where you can pay extra money to get like a behind the scenes or uh, uh, an expanded view of the sport or a live event that you're into, you know, places like Red Rocks or any sort of venue could do the same thing where you could have virtual tickets sold to a real-life event and having mounted 360-degree cameras all throughout the stadium or the venue or whatever the event is that you want to experience through the virtual world. You could just buy a ticket to it, just like you would in real life, but you could get the better version of it, just like how going to a football game now is almost worse than watching it live on TV if... If the game is really what you care about, you get the better experience on TV because you have instant replay and it zooms in to see every little detail that you would need. It could be the same with with VR. You could have uh, a more tailored experience of concerts or any experience you want. You could have your your very own personal one-on-one concert or performance, however you would want to look at it, from your favorite singer-songwriter or you could be in a 3D interactive world of your favorite visual artist or painter of some kind where you could move inside of the artwork and interact with the different components. I mean, the possibilities are endless. But my goal is to take part in this new wave of of what's possible. You know, I mean, just like the Beatles did back in the day, they... All they were doing was utilizing, you know, oh, well, now we have the technology that allows us to play parts of a song backwards. Let's use that to determine what music can be. And that started, you know, a snowball effect of now music can be anything. I mean, people are making it all over the world in their own homes now and using all types of sounds and synthesizers and samples and... There's entire new genres of music that didn't exist when the Beatles were around. And that's where we are today is the techn- the technology technology makes it possible to have a virtual reality, immersive experience of music. And my goal is to try to figure out a way to do that. I don't care if I'm the first one to do it, but I just want to figure out a way to take part in it. If I could release an album that somebody could have... You know, maybe by then it'd be on its second generation of all these headsets. So it'd be more affordable, easier to get into. But for those who have a VR headset, instead of just listening to an album, they could experience the universe of the music itself. It could be whatever sort of interactive or... Uh, it, you know the possibilities are endless like i said i'm just i'm really excited about it i don't know how to do it that's the biggest thing that's that's part of the reason why i'm talking about it on the podcast i am not a computer programmer neither is marcus neither is marcus whichever you say neither or neither um we need help to do this if anybody out there listening has computer programming coding animation any sort of experience like that please contact me on Twitter or Facebook. it's I'm at Ransom Pewitt. please contact me if you if you're interested in this idea, if you have any ideas to offer yourself, um, I think a VR music experience would be a lot of fun and I wanted you guys to know that that was something that I'm thinking about. and if if anybody knows anything about how we can try to make that happen, please do contact me. I'm very excited about it and. Uh, I'll be working to to try to figure out more, and I'll keep you updated as I figure that out. So I look forward to seeing what comes next from all that. you enjoyed that. That was a little piece that I uh, made up a few years ago when I was messing around with the, at at the time, my new recording software that was all MIDI and software instruments and effects. I don't know, it wasn't perfect, it was just sort of an an experiment. Uh, But I thought it sounded kind of cool, so I thought that you might enjoy it. Um, And maybe, I thought that could be not an example, but listening to that makes me think of a lot of those uh, virtual reality experiences that I was talking about, that sort of, maybe that gives you a taste of uh, just trying something new, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, but trying something new that's old, so, you know, I guess I should be working on, (laughs) I am, I'm working on something new, anyway, all right, moving on. Up next, I wanted to talk about Davis Little's Expansion Project and listen to some of Davis Little's Expansion Project. If you don't know who Davis Little is, you definitely should. He's the lead singer and guitar player for Little Rain Band. Uh, they're a unique band out of the South that's truly dedicated to the art of live performance, as they say, and creating new music. Davis recently started doing the Expansion Project on Monday nights at work Play. Uh, Workplay theater here in Birmingham I like I like saying theater it makes it sound more distinguished Uh, anyway I decided to check it out last Monday night and I had a great time jamming with them Um, it was me and Davis and Justin Oliver and Zach I think it's Zach Drew I can't remember his last name Zach if you're listening I'm sorry I don't I don't know your last name great bass player though it was uh that was a lot of fun and guitar player actually he I don't think on uh, either one of the recordings he's playing guitar, but at one point I picked up his bass, and he played my guitar, and we had a great time doing that too, so that was a lot of fun. But uh, I was playing my new Godin, or Godon, Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but the new uh, guitar that I've been playing with. and I was playing through Davis Little's, uh, it's a little Line 6 solid state practice amp, It wasn't exactly the best tone in the world, but, you know, it was easy and fun. I usually prefer to play uh, tube amps, like old Fenders and Marshalls, but it can be a lot of fun and good practice to play on different types of equipment and instruments. That's uh, kind of the point, after all, of the expansion project, to broaden your musical horizons, try something new, you know? So here is... Let's see, I got a couple of clips from the expansion project queued up. Uh, This next one, I believe, is... uh, I think we went into some sort of Grateful Dead song. You're going to hear Davis Little on acoustic guitar, vocals, and Davis is the one doing the uh, software drums or drum loops and synth kind of stuff that you'll hear. Uh, It sounded really cool. We didn't have a drummer that night. That's why he was doing that kind of stuff. It was really laid back. Uh, it was actually a smaller crowd than normal, so we were just kind of having fun with it, and uh, it was really cool. I'm going to be going back this next Monday because I didn't get a chance to. I, I talked with them for a little bit about it, but I didn't get a chance to record a conversation with them. So at some point, uh, either just Davis or him and the rest of the guys from Little Rain Band, maybe Devante or somebody else, uh, I'd love to have them on the podcast and highlight Little Rain Band, what they're working on, and. Hopefully, maybe jam on a song live on the podcast, and then play some of their uh, you know behind the scenes stuff if they have it or anything like that. But yeah, so this is uh, Davis Little on acoustic guitar and vocals, and doing the drum loop stuff. Justin Oliver from Winston Ramble, great mandolin player and singer actually, uh, but he's just playing mandolin on this rec- these recordings. Uh, Zach is on bass like I said Zach drew I'm pretty sure is his last name um anyway he, he's playing bass and I'm playing guitar and once again I you know won the best tone in the world but we we're just we were just messing around uh, so anyway this was a lot of fun I hope you enjoy it this is uh the expansion project so expand your mind mm-hmm.
1: So now I'm out here trying to catch you.
0: next one play but uh i just wanted to point out before it gets started that davis starts playing this acoustic part and then zach on bass does i don't know what he's doing but he starts playing up on some real high notes with some sort of effect and it sounds like an electric guitar but pretty soon in this recording you'll hear uh, what's actually a bass so i hope you enjoy this it was a lot of fun playing it Thanks for tuning in the podcast, everybody. Uh, I was gonna play some clips from my show from Lone Goose this last weekend, but unfortunately the audio got a little bit messed up. There was a little too much crowd noise. I guess uh, everybody was a little too rowdy. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will see you guys next week. Uh, thanks again to Davis Little for inviting me to the Expansion Project. I'll uh, I'll be back this next Monday. So have a great week. Thanks for listening again. I love you guys and I will see you later. Bye.